The Chicago Bulls lose their second game in a row to the Orlando Magic, and for the second time in a row, they score 33 points and a half. We're going to talk about a little bit of that today in Billy Donovan's comments after the game, but more importantly, we're going to talk about today, when is this franchise going to learn to stop betting on coaches? We're going to talk about that, plus now we know the preferred destinations that Zach Levine and his management group have, and we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every single social media platform we happen to be on, especially TikTok. We're trying to pop off on TikTok. So if you guys want kind of little bite-sized news chunks, go and follow us on TikTok. But with that said, let's go ahead and get into the content. Um, so the Chicago Bulls lost again to the Orlando Magic last night. And, you know, this game was kind of similar to the last game against them. 33 points in the first half again for the Chicago Bulls. Zach Levine really came alive in the second half of the game. Uh, the Bulls end up making interesting down the stretch uh, yet again right in the game that I really truly feel the Bulls didn't deserve to win that game had they won it. Yeah, I would have been happy. Don't get me wrong. I'm always happy when the team wins. But I don't really feel like they would have deserved to get the win in that game. Turnover is a big problem for the team yet again. And just the overall execution. This continues to be a team that throughout large parts of the game just doesn't have heart. Now, we did get to see a little bit of it. Uh, Billy Donovan made a change to the starting lineup yesterday. Uh, Alice Crusoe actually started at the power forward position. Um, and, you know, it kind of is what it is when it, when it comes down to that. I, I'm, I, I was kind of surprised that Billy Donovan went, pa went um, Alice Caruso at the four yet again. But when it all comes down to it, Billy Donovan is just trying to find something that's going to work for this team. And, you know, that is uh, the, the job of a coach is to find something that's going to work, that's going to bring out a different mix, that's going to bring out a different result. Uh, and for what it's worth, Alice Caruso absolutely balled out last night. Like, to see the way that Alice Caruso played, especially down the stretch of the game, and I know uh, at this point probably most people have seen my rant after the game, and, you know, that is what it is. But Alice Caruso scored 18 points in this game. Um and he came in four or five from three-point range. Keep in mind, Alex Caruso, what, a 33% shooter, I think, last season? He's shooting the ball like almost 50% from three-point range so far this season. He goes five of six overall from the field. He scores 18 points in this game. Um, and, you know, a big part of it as well, Zach Levine really stepped up in the second half of this game. Didn't really even take a lot of field goals. If you just look at Zach Levine's production, for example, he only took six total field goals, making three of those in the first half of the game. Second half, completely different story. He goes 9 of 14 from the field. He scores 25 points overall in this game. Um, well, overall in the second half of the game, he scores 34 points overall. Um, and, you know, it was good to see that Zach Levine kind of step up as well. Um, I know some people are kind of upset at it, say, you know, Zach Levine padding stats or whatever else. At this point, I don't care, even if that is truly the case. You know, I'm glad that he showed some heart down the stretch of this game. Kobe making a big shot as well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan returned. He goes 10 of 20 for 23 points in this game. But overall, what it just feels like is a, is a team that just doesn't know how to get itself out of its current run. Billy Donovan actually talked a little bit about those type of things after the game, and he said this. 33-point first half. We've been talking to you about the shooting ad nauseum. Did you like the shots you are getting in that first half? Did you like the pace you guys were playing with? No, I didn't I didn't like the pace. You know, I think generally when you're not when you're not playing with with, with great pace, you're not gonna really generate great shots. You know, it was it was a high turnover half for us and you know, we just gotta find a way to you know play the way we did in the second half. And I'm not 
even necessarily talking about that we were like mistake free, but just the force and pace we played at with both ends, and we got to be able to establish that for the whole game because we're we're certainly digging ourselves you know incredible holes to come back from, and I give our guys a lot of credit for fighting the way they did to give themselves a chance to to win the game, but that's a tough way to live, you know and. I think when they play like they did in that second half, it's inspiring to watch. It's there's some force, but I, I thought their aggressiveness on both ends did not enable us to generate good shots. Didn't enable us to get downhill. Um, had a hard time going by them on the dribble. Um, there was a lot of I think factors into that. And when it comes down to it, right? And am I blaming everything on 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 Billy Donovan? No, right. Um, but I do say this that, and I know the last play, the game winner. Uh, it was, it, you know, it ended up being Nikola Vucevic taking a three-point shot. Um, it, that wasn't the main option. We, I, I think sometimes as basketball fans, we look at the result and we think, hey, how do you draw up a play for Nikola Vucevic? Uh, when you really look at that play and break it down, uh, it was about three different options on that play. Zach and DeMar were options number one and two. Uh, Vooch being open at the three-point uh, line wasn't necessarily the goal of that play, but it was the result of the play, and it just didn't work, right? And so, you know, when it comes down to it, the way that I look at it is this, right? As much as you guys know, I don't like Billy Donovan, but it seems like we've gotten into the spot again where this Bulls franchise is choosing a coach over a player. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, Zach Levine has requested a trade. He wants out. That is what it is. We, we'll talk a little bit about his preferred destinations here in a second. Um, but even after the game, Zach Levine was asked about, you know, uh, lineup. A reporter said Billy Donovan has adjusted lineups. Do you feel like uh, you're trying uh, stuff to correct things? He said this. The players are doing everything they can. I know everybody's trying to do the best they can, so you just got to figure out something that works. And that's what it comes down to. We are not figuring out something that works at all. And in my opinion, regardless of what happens with Zach Levine, Billy Donovan has to go. And the, 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 the and again, that's not to blame everything on head coach Billy Donovan because it's not. And I recognize everything isn't just on Billy Donovan. But to me, the flaws that Billy Donovan does have become more and more glaring, especially when you don't have a near superstar point guard to run his system. And and I don't see that coming for the Chicago Bulls. Now, if we get that in the Zach Levine trade, it's not likely through th some of the things that we've heard, then maybe that could change, right? But as it stands right now, I think personally, I know a rebuild isn't coming. I know a lot of Bulls fans are calling and thinking that this Zach Levine trade means that we're going for a rebuild. It doesn't. I'm sorry, to, I hate to tell you this, but it doesn't. This team isn't going full rebuild right now. It just isn't. But this team is going to try to get some pieces back to try to still compete. That's what this team is going to try to do. I don't know how successful they're going to be in it. And there's a high probability we're more frustrated at the next version of this team than we are in this version of this team. But when it comes down to it, you have to ask yourself, a less than 41 win percentage for Billy Donovan. What has Billy Donovan done? Does he has he developed players well to where you could say, well, bet we're going, we're gonna, uh, we're getting rid of a a player that was getting older. Um, we're gonna get a little bit younger. Maybe the young guys can have a chance. Has he done that? No, not particularly well. Has he even used the, this roster of players to the best of their ability? Yes, this roster has flaws, but has he used them to the best of their ability? No. And I get it that the players like Billy Donovan. That's per Daniel Greenberg, per Stacey King, and a few other people have actually said. Even when you look back at the Zach Levine drama with Billy Donovan, we heard that a lot of the Bulls players actually sided with Billy Donovan over that, which may have been the, the first fork in the road that led us to where we are now. But it's just where we are and where we currently sit. I have huge doubts about the front office's ability to draft well and them to actually put a team together, right? They did put this team together, and when Lonzo Ball was healthy, it was working, but we haven't done shit since then. I have serious doubts about the, the coach, Billy Donovan, to even be a coach that can help coach these players up. 
But at, at the end of the day, is this this next? But we are heading, whether we want to or not, into a new phase of the Chicago Bulls. Whenever the Zach Levine trade goes down, and you have to ask yourself, do you what and evaluate what you have here? And this is an opportunity to move off some of that as well by the end of the season, and we'll see what that brings. Now, as far as Zach Levine. Um, a report came out yesterday. We got a little uh, emergency video on the fact that Levine just doesn't want to play for Billy Donovan anymore. He's kind of overplaying for Billy Donovan. But in that, we also got his preferred list of teams that he wants to go to. Apparently, the Lakers, Heat, 76ers um, are, are, are teams that are high on his list. And then later on, it came out that he's also eyeing the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and he would welcome a trade. Not necessarily prefers it, but he would welcome a trade to the, to the Sacramento Kings as well. We also got word that he does not want to go to New York. So what does that mean, right? When you look at some of the pieces that those teams have to offer, we've already talked about ad nauseum, basically what the Lakers would have to offer for Zach, and no, they're not going to get Zach and Caruso, and no, a, a trade for him and, and DeMar, both kind of wouldn't work. They would have to give up so much of their team just to match the over $60 million in salary that those two players have, which we do have a voicemail from Cornelius. I'm going to go in that into a little bit more detail. Then you look at the Heat. We already know what the Heat have to offer. Package built around Tyler Hero, and then what, a 2028 and, and 30 First-round pick would be the main kind of things in that deal. They need to include some other things, Duncan Robinson, something like that. Um, the 76ers, we've heard about what they can offer us. Um, you know, Terrace is one of the things on that. Two first-round picks as well. Some things to match salary, but they don't really have the young piece that the Bulls are, are, are reportedly coveting in a in exact Levine trade. So you got to look at that as well. And then now the San Antonio Spurs. Now, that is an interesting team for me. The fact that the Spurs name was in that, not just because – like, I would say this, for, for a player that wants a better coach, right, it seems like Zach Levine is just over Billy Donovan as a head coach. I can understand wanting to go to one of the best coaches uh, in NBA history, if not the best coach in NBA history, to help round out your game. They also have a young piece in Victor Wimbiama that down there that just looks like he is going to be everything that, that people wanted him to be. Um, but then you have to look at how do they match salaries. Now, they could get pretty close. Uh, uh, a combination of Keldon Johnson, um, uh, Devin Vassell, Doug McDermott, it gets you kind of close there, right? Um, they also could look at some Devontae Graham, Malachi Branham, who was a player I was high on in that draft. So there's a combination of a couple of different things that they can offer that could match the salary of the Chicago Bulls. The biggest question is, is that are they willing to do that? Now, this is a team that, per what we've known and heard, they aren't necessarily trying to like compete for a playoff spot. They're not tanking either anymore. But pairing Zach Levine with Victor Wimbiama, right, and then whatever else you do there. Now, they just signed Devin Vassell to a contract extension, but would they be willing to give it up? If they do, that means that uh, it couldn't happen until after December 15th. But you, you got to ask yourself those questions. Then when you look at the draft compensation for it, one of the things that the San Antonio Spurs have to offer that no other team has is the Chicago Bulls 2005, uh, 2005 2025 first-round pick. They own that uh, if it doesn't fall in the top 10. So they could remove that protection for the Chicago Bulls. The 2025 draft is one that's slated to be pretty deep. Uh, the, the the Spurs also own uh, the Charlotte's first-round pick in 2024. To a degree, there's some protections on that. They have some protected of the, of the Toronto Raptors' 2024 pick. And then they also have picks that have protections on it from, uh, well, they own the Atlanta Hawks' 2025 pick outright. They have protections from the one from Charlotte. So they they have their own, and then their own first-round pick in both those years as well. Now, you can't trade them in back-to-back -back years. So they the San Antonio Spurs have the young talent and they have the draft picks, and they have the, match, uh, the, the matching salaries to do it with. So if the Spurs are truly interested in Zach Levine and it's not just Zach wanting to go there, I think the Spurs probably offer the best mix of young players and first-round picks that the Bulls would want in a Zach Levine trade. The biggest question you have to ask yourself is, 
Why would the Spurs do that? They have a young core already of players that can all grow and develop together. Why add an almost 30-year-old Zach Levine to that unless they're going to try to start going and going and going hard after a playoff spot now? Which, again, I'm not, I'm not ingrained in Spurs. Like I, I know what the Chicago Bulls' plans and, and things are because I'm ingrained in this culture. I don't really know the Spurs. So if you're a Spurs fan out there, let me know. The Spurs right now are 3-9 on the season. So maybe they do look to do some things. I don't know. It's not like uh, Greg Popovich hasn't taken an older player before and taught him some things. Shout out to DeMar DeRozan. So maybe that, that could be the case as well in this case. But, hey, let me know what you guys think on that down below. It is Saturday, so it is mailbag day. And because I went on such a rant on my postgame show yesterday, we're going to actually have seven voicemails today. So dig in. It's going to be a long one. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the first voicemail. This one's from Known Sage. T.O. Hayes, it's No Sage again for your mailbag. Shout out your Breaks Radio podcast. Latest drop. It was nice to hear you and Baylor come back on that platform. Just got a couple random thoughts from the win on the Pistons. I was trying to dig on um, some research, and it's not as um, fully versed as yours. But basically, I was looking at the core three, the mid three, <laughs> hopefully coming back to the big three territory. So basically, did Damar, Vooch, and Zach play any better defense before coming to Chicago? I know they were always offensive heavy, but I'm grappling with this whole idea of them not necessarily being two-way players, although DeRozan had that amazing um, performance with four blocks. And then I guess separately, but not really related, on the breaks pod, just the whole conversation about current music not necessarily caring about substance and lyrics and witty punchlines or what have you, and just the vibe, is the NBA sort of that, <laughs> sort of that metaphor, right? Like, Defense and blocks and steals are no longer treasured, sort of like um, the rap and hip-hop conversation, and it's all just about vibes and money bags and uh, all that. Anyhow, love the content, love the daily drops, and that's all. Oh, last quick thought. You might cut this off, but Auntie Maine, where is she at? I need some more voicemail. I need a podcast from Auntie. Like, every time I hear her, my battery package starts up. All right, peace. No, say, did the big, did the core three play better defense before coming to Chicago? I would say this, Vooch. Vooch did have times of playing better on-ball defense than in Chicago. He's still been a solid on-ball defender, but hasn't been great. Zach Levine has gotten better as a defender over the last few, not this season. This season, is it's been trash. Um, But no, they, had, they, weren't, they weren't better defenders before they came here. They are who they are. They are who we thought they were. Now, as far as the metaphor you made and linked it to the Breaks Radio podcast that I do, the hip-hop podcast, is I would say, yeah, this, this, this current generation of players, they don't prioritize the basics. Nobody follows up their own shot anymore, or very few players follow up their own shot. The basics aren't the basics, and that's traded in for taking further out threes and, and doing that type of thing. So that's kind of everything evolves, and you know, not every evolution is good either. So you know, it is what it is there. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's kind of the comparison there is that um, players just don't value the fundamentals anymore. And that's why when you see players like Alice Caruso that do, they become so valuable because not every player does that anymore. The things that used to just be the basics, the things that used to just be um, bet on most players doing, you don't anymore. And so now it makes the ones that do that even more special because we don't see it that often. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Mark. What's good, hey? This your little brother Mark, man. Check it out. I know who I blame for this with all the trade rumors and the tag being traded. Possibly being traded, my bad. And DeMar being traded. You know who I blame for all this? I blame Lonzo Ball. 
It's Lonzo Ball's fault. It's, it's his fault. It's LeVar's fault. It's LaMelo's fault. It's Leandro's fault. It's the training staff's fault. It's all their fault. The knees, man. His knees, man. It's all fucked up, man. It's all Lonzo Ball's fault. But no, in all, in all seriousness, no, in all seriousness, though, I do hope that, you know, we, we, I think all boys have kind of seen this coming with Zach and, and or DeMar being traded. Uh, in all seriousness, I just hope that they, uh, front office build, uh, uh, a team that is at least competitive and if not fun to watch. Just give us something to enjoy when we watch in the games, man. Like right now, we're in a depressed state. You know, we sad. We pissed off. We angry. You know, because our team playing like ass, bro. Like, I ass. And they losing games that they shouldn't be losing. The teams that they shouldn't even be losing to. And it's fucked up. And it sucks. And, you know, and every year we, you know, we come in, we root for them, we root for them. And it's like we got off to a, a good start when they first put this team together with Lonzo Ball. And they were excited. That's not Lonzo. No, fuck that. That's not Lonzo's fault. It is Lonzo's fault. I'm blaming Lonzo. I'm blaming them knees. I'm blaming his rap career. I'm blaming everything, bro. It's Lonzo. At the end of the day, it's Lonzo's fault. I'm a, all right, Hayes, have a good one, bro. That's funny about the current situation, Lonzo's fault. But as far as uh, competitive team building, um, that's the biggest question in all this is that if this team does go into rebuild, which, again, like I've said, from what we've heard, from all indications, a true rebuild isn't coming. Uh, maybe a, a modified version of that where they get some more first-round picks and they push some things out. But a true rebuild where we're just bad and not trying to compete, I don't think that's happening for, per what we've heard. But um, one thing that says that in this, though, is that you, you, do you trust the front office to really get to that point, right? And that's where I kind of sit as well. Like, don't get me wrong. I commend the front office for the version of this team that they that they had the vision for that they build with Lonzo Ball when it was healthy. It was working, right? But you don't keep getting passes for a 35-game stretch that you haven't done anything else since then other than hope that you're going to get back to that place. Last season was a big amount of hoping that Lonzo Ball was going to be able to come back. It didn't happen. This season, like I said, they didn't come into the season hoping that that ball was going to come back. But we also didn't make the super big moves or try to really stay competitive towards like some of the moves that the other teams made in the Eastern Conference or around the NBA. And so, you know, this is the time. Like I said before, this Zach Levine trade, to me, it, it signifies, all right, you have to get this right. Whatever comes out of this, you have to walk away from this with a player or piece, not, not necessarily saying right away, right? It has to either come in the players that you trade for or a player that you draft with the picks that you get. You have to come away with somebody that you can start building toward, building around and that you see as that future building block piece. And will it happen? It's rare, right? Uh, it, listen, it, it's a rare case. But let's hope this this front office can do it, and let's see if they can. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Big O. What's the word, hey? What's up, brother, man? It's Big O, man. You know I have to call in amongst the, uh, the Zach uh, drama <laughs> again. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, we talked about it. You asked the question, do we trust the front office to, uh, you know, restart this team? And uh, last time I called in, I kind of hit on it a little bit. But uh, I'll say this, and, and we all know the front office ain't going nowhere for, for, for quite a while, right? But I will say this is where we'll be able to see how good AK and Mark Evsley is. This is when we really can see if they got an alpha talent. And this is when we can really truly start judging them. Not to say we can't before with Patrick and Terry. But, you know, for a lot of us, I can't speak for everybody, but for myself, I feel like, yeah, I, I kind of like, yeah, y'all y'all messed up on that. Yeah, y'all messed up on that. But it ain't, I, I can't really kill them right now because 
scheme just all jacked up. So I'm more killing them for the construction of the team than the than the players they draft. And because even when you even if you got talented players and you got questionable coaching, you got veterans on the team and you're trying to win. You're trying to do too much at one time. So when you clear it out, now I can see, okay, you're keeping Billy Donovan around, so can you pick the right players that can flourish with him and then it all can flow together and it can look good? You know what I mean? Then I can truly start judging you then. You know, um, so I can't say that I don't trust them or I do, but this is where they got to make their money at. Second part, uh, I think Sacramento could be a sneaky team too for Zach Levine. I heard you mention some other things. I think Sacramento could be in there. Um, I think I think it probably can be another team or two that could probably sneak in there for Zach. But I got a different trade scenario because I know you and Pat talked about it. Boots probably should still be here, but everything should be on the table. If you trade Zach, everything should be on the table. So I got a I got a trade idea. You know, what I mean, just a base at least. I think. With a team like OKC, a team that has so more draft picks and more skilled and talented players that they can't play, they have to start moving players out. Those players got to start getting paid. What if you try to add, convince them to send Boots and Caruso to OKC for Jalen Williams and picks? They can move Shaq to the four, and they, you know you probably got to throw some salary fillers in there. You probably get a couple picks as well that'll help shape up, give you a, a, a player now and picks for later to, you know, help move this thing along. Can the front office be tr- be trusted? Um, Kind of goes back to the last voicemail. I really don't know. I, I, I'm of two minds with this. Um, I know that they didn't bet on Lonzo Ball having a near career-ending injury, right? Even if they did look at it and say, hey, he may have some injury concerns here. I think that's why they brought in Alex Cruz. So that's why Io, they were happy with the development of Io at that time, right? Because I do think that they looked at it and said, hey, there is a chance that Lonzo is going to miss about 20 games a season. But I don't think it's hard to forecast for this, this extreme of what happened to the Chicago Bulls and where we currently sit at. And so, you know, uh, th- th- this is what I'll say. They, they, I will, I'm still giving this front office a chance to earn my trust. I'm giving it a chance. Do they have my blind trust? No, they don't right now, and I don't think they've earned it, but I'm giving them a chance to earn it. Whatever this next phase turns into, this is it. This is going to tell it for me, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, where the Bulls sit at right now, it's frustrating, it's disappointing, and it sucks to see um, – where this team is right now. And, and, and the, the lack of heart, the lack of effort, the lack of desire. Alice Caruso is the one that's giving it every single day. And it sucks that we don't see that throughout this roster. And hopefully this, this front office now can build something more meaningful, more sustainable, and more long-term than what we saw the original roster that they built did. And so let's hope that that's the case. That's always what I'm going to hope for my franchise. Do I have faith in it? I sit on the fence right now, brother. I'm just being honest with you. Um, I'm a defeated Bulls fan right now. And, uh, yeah, I sit on the fence. But let's get into this next one. This one is from Shay. Hey, what's up? Look here, man. I don't want you to even try to correct me or try to even be funny right now, man, because I'm pissed off right now. This is some bullshit. I've seen teams with lesser talent and lesser talent than Chicago Bulls teams do better than what the fuck we doing right now. Look here. I understand. Zach probably doesn't want to be here, and that's whatever, because I wouldn't want to be here either. And at least I can say. He's somewhat trying, even though his IQ plays a lack of shit. But the one motherfucker I got to get mad at is Billy Donovan. Billy, Billy, Billy. I know you respect Alex Caruso. I like his defense, too. But God damn it, 
You can't put them just on everybody. And I know, I know, I know a lot can happen between now and December and now and June, what the fuck ever, but god damn it. This is some bullshit. We are dying on a damn hill and won't nobody do shit about it. Look, I'm okay. I get it. A lot of these games we lost closely. That's all right. That's all right. That's fine. But our bench can't come in and fucking save us. Look, Taze, I'm at the point right now where I'm just pissed off and this team really just needs to either show heart or stay the fuck home. Anyway, tell me what you think. The Bulls dying on a hill, a Billy Donovan hill. Um, Yes, Billy Donovan is hugely disappointing. This team is hugely disappointing overall. And there are just some glaring flaws that I don't know if this front office thought that they were just going to be able to, if we were going to be able to overcome with continuity. But the continuity bet was not the right one, right? And, of course, that's hindsight now. And I know a lot of Bulls fans thought it wasn't the right one then. But at the end of the day, Billy Donovan ain't the guy. Like, he's just not it for me. And I'm not even here to correct you at this point, Shay. If you can't tell. My, I'm defeated, bro. Like, I really am over this team right now. And so um, I, I, I really just ultimately hope that this, whatever, like I said, I keep saying the next version of this team, I really just hope that it really gives us something different for once. Like, I, I, I just hope that it does. And like I said in my rant video, right, is that this team, we're competitive when we get lucky. We got lucky and got Jordan. We got Scottie Pippen. Then we built around that, right? We got lucky to get the number one overall pick in a year that we probably shouldn't have had it, and we built around that and got close, right? I do think had Derrick Rose not went down with injury, would would have been we would have had title number seven by now. But all the woulda, coulda, shoulda is right. You can't keep relying on luck. Yes, there is always a part of luck in success. I mean, in every success, no matter what it is, personal, professional, whatever. There's a bit of luck in every bit of the success, especially when you're talking about building an NBA team because you just got to make sure that you get the right guy. But ultimately, where it sits right now. I'm disappointed in Billy Donovan. I'm disappointed in the in the front office. I'm disappointed in ownership. And we'll see if they if they can get us out of this. Do you have faith in it? That remains to be seen. But right now, things are struggling and we're standing in shit. That's what I got to say with that one. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Cornelius. Hey, what's good? Hey, it's, uh, it's Cornelius. Um, I got a two uh, part question. I'm trying to get uh try to get it done as quick as I can. You know, uh, appreciate you like always, man. Um, I know you might roll your eyes at it, but I got a trade. I know you might roll your eyes at the trade, but let's just say this. You know, this shit ain't working. We need to blow this shit up. I'm going to just say that first. Um, I feel like we need to go ahead and trade DeMar, trade Zach to where they actually want to go. Um, we know they've been loving the Lakers for a minute. So who will we trade DeMar and Zach for? Now, I don't know if the money makes sense. I know you more into that. But I was just saying, let's trade DeMar and Zach for D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves. Now, check me when I say this. I know you roll your eyes like, oh, here you go, D'Angelo Russell again. <laughs> but just look at the last five games. Just look at the season, but look, just look at the season totality. But look at the last five games D'Angelo Russell been playing. He's been playing spectacular. And the one game that he had 11 points, the one game he had 11 points, how much assist did he have? I want you to see that. How much assist did that man have when that man had a semi-okay game with 11 points? Now, Austin Reeves is just a bucket um, and a facilitator as well. Not as good as D'Angelo, but uh, I really feel that if we do that, that makes the team young. They'll be able to gun. They'll be able to, you know, uh, run more freely, run more freely uh, a Billy system. That's if we're keeping the ball. And the other thing is, if we go trade AC, um, this is why we asked for two first-round picks. I know people was going, like looking at it crazy, like, why the hell would we trade AC? And anybody would take two first-round picks, now we see it this season, how much he meant to us. So what do you think? 
realistically, um, we could do AC. I'd be thinking about Santa, uh, Suns, uh, Sacramento, um, Memphis, Dallas, um, somewhere out the West where they compete for a championship. And I want to know, do they got anything to offer when it comes to that? Uh, appreciate you, you know. Um, I don't want to trade AC. <laughs> but if we blowing this shit up, um, he deserved better. And I'd be saying that the ones that could be the veterans that lead the young guns, that uh, trade I commit with D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and uh, we send P. Will, and uh, well, P. Will already on the bench. We send Kobe, so Kobe, if he will, be on the bench. But I'm just rambling, man. But what you think about everything I said, man? Appreciate you. It's always change. All right, so Cornelius on this, uh, back on this D'Angelo Russell train, and I understand it, right? Especially now with what we've heard. I kind of understand it. But here's what I'm going to say. Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, see, even my lights are depressed. That's how, that's how bad it is right now. Um, uh, it doesn't even get you close to matching DeMar DeRozan and Zach Lane. That's what I kind of alluded to at the beginning. There's no way that you can trade DeMar and Zach to, to Los Angeles. It's not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. They would have to include one of Anthony Davis or LeBron James, and they're not, just to make those salaries work. Uh, otherwise, they'd have to include like six or seven players to match the over $60 million from DeMar and Zach Levine, and that's just not going to happen. Um, It's not going to happen. We don't have the roster spots open for it. It's not going to happen. So, that version of the trade isn't going to happen. Now, if you're saying Zach Levine, then, yeah, a combination of basically D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and Roy Hachimura do get you close. The draft capital is kind of the thing in the question there. If the Bulls are interested really in the picks that the that the um, Lakers can't offer, the Lakers can't offer their picks in 2025, 2026. The first pick that they can offer in a trade is 2028. And so they can offer 2028, 2030. And is that too far out for the Chicago Bulls? That's where it really comes down to. But the DeMar and Zach thing, Corn, I, I get where you're coming from with that, and it, it's just not happening. Now, AC for a first, um, listen, if the Bulls are going to move Alice Caruso, they better damn well get multiple first-round picks because that's how important he's showing that he can be for a championship team. And because the team that he would be going to is a title, it would theoretically be a team that's pushing for a title, their picks aren't going to be extremely valuable, right? It's not like it's going to be in the team. So you do are going to need multiple first-round picks, but I hope Alex Caruso stays, much like you. Alex Caruso is an important player, and I think he's important for, for culture setting. I love Alex Caruso end up staying no matter what happens with this next version of the Bulls team. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Troy. G'day, Hayes. It's Troy down in Australia, mate. Mate, what the fuck is going on with this fucking team of ours, mate? Like, we can, we can bitch all we want as much as about the players. Zach playing like absolute dog shit. DeMar has been average. I mean, when the fact that Alex Caruso has been our best player, we've got some fucking issues, mate. We've got some big problems in this team. And you know what? Bubblegum Billy needs to be fucking fired. AK needs to fire Mark Eversley. And then Jerry needs to fucking fire AK. And then Jerry needs... No, he needs to go fucking sell this team and fuck off and go count his money elsewhere because I'm fucking done with this shit. Like, we've, we've all been supporting this team. Like, I know you, Hayes, mate, just like me, we've been supporting this team for fucking decades now. And this is the shit we've got to put up with now. Look, I don't, honestly, I don't know what's worse. Like, what we're going through now or watching that Jim Boylan shit with, in comparison to expectations of what we're expecting from the team, well, I, I don't know what's worse. Like, the Boylan era, like the end of the Garpax days, or this. I, I just don't know. Like, uh, I don't know, man. This team is giving me the shit. But, you know, still going to keep watching because, you know, that's what us die fans do. I love it. I'm always going to love this team, this franchise. 
the shit's got to change, and it's got to change quick. Like, Zach's got to go once we find the right deal for him. Jamal's got to go, uh, you know, like, I, like I said in one of my tweets, that ev- everyone can go except for Alex Caruso. He's the only guy I want staying on this team. Everyone, everyone else can go. And by, by that, mostly, I mean, the guys who actually play, play regularly, like, okay, even Dale and Terry can go, because I, I, I don't see what, I don't see anything in Dale and Terry. Julian Phillips, keep him around. I keep him around. But the shit's got to start over. Hi, man. Appreciate you. Let's see you, Red Matt. Go Bulls. What's going on with the Bulls, my brother? Um, I agree with everything you said. It's struggle. Like, that's what's going on with the Chicago Bulls. Right now, we are in our period of struggling. We are in our period of hell. That's where we are right now. Are we going to come out of it? Doesn't seem like it, right? I don't trust this front office. I don't got no, like, at the end of the day. They, they Can they earn my trust? Yes, they can. Um, But they don't have it right now. And so the, where we sit right now as a franchise is absolute piss poor. Like I said, we stand in shit. That's where we are. We are knee deep in shit. That's where we are right now with the Chicago Bulls franchise. And let's see if they if they can clean it up, man. I um Ultimately, I think I feel like this. The, this has been a series of bad decisions and bad luck that has left the Chicago Bulls to where we are now. And it's going to have to be a, a series of good luck and better moves to get us out of where we are. Can they do it? Other teams have done it, and, and, and it's absolutely possible. But we have to see it come through making smart decisions for this franchise and decisions that I don't think that we've seen in a while. It's a mixture of ownership as well. But again, like I said before, paying the luxury tax wouldn't have saved us from where we are right now. It just wouldn't have. We got to do more than that, right? We have to draft well. We have to go after the right free agents. We have to have relative health. We have to develop. That's where we currently have to be at right now. We're, what's going on with the Chicago Bulls? Shit. Because we're standing right now in a place of absolute struggle and dog shit. And let's hope that we can come out of it. All right, let's get into the last voicemail. This last one, this one's from Auntie. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Truly, this your Auntie girl. You know how we do it. But, hey, I'm just, well, this this, this is for Zach Levine, man. I feel like if the Bulls got some shit going on, the Bulls, Zach Levine ain't happy with the Marv Wolf or motherfucking Billy. We don't deserve this shit. The way he's been playing, he have a fuck you attitude. He didn't give a fuck how he was playing. He didn't give a fuck if we lost or not. Zach Levine had a fuck you attitude for everything that was around him. He He's standing in the corner, moving without the motherfucking ball, just standing there looking like a goofball Jamal. Listen, this Chicago bullshit, this they, that's their name, bro. That's, this, this. I don't know what the fuck they got going on. I don't know what the, what drugs they on. I don't know exactly what If you're not happy, you need to step up into the media and say that you're not happy. If you're ready to go, you need to let motherfuckers know that you're ready to go. This thing right here is not happening. This is not what the fuck you know. This is not it. Because the Bulls fans don't deserve it. Whatever y'all got going on, y'all got going on. Whatever y'all got going on in that motherfucking locker room, when y'all get this motherfucking court, y'all is that what motherfucking work. Y'all put that shit behind y'all. Do y'all motherfucking job, get in some motherfucking games, then argue about it again and like, oh, I don't give a damn. But but this shit is, we couldn't even beat motherfucking Orlando. Retired ass Mike City. We couldn't beat them. Zach Levine, you did absolutely nothing. For the last couple of games, you've been doing nothing. Nothing, bro. I mean, nothing. Bro, I had your ass over 22 points. This bitch couldn't even go 20. This shit not making sense. It's some weird shit going on. But as a Bulls fan, I would love for the Bulls to keep the uh, uh, Zach Levine. DeMar, really? They asked to go. I don't understand why Zach Levine in a trademark any motherfucking way. And DeMar, this is last motherfucking season. Ain't nobody talking about his weird ass. That's one selfish ass bitch. 
don't want to play defense. I don't know. Zach Levine ain't been playing offense. He ain't been playing defense. So Zach Levine just been lost. My thing is, if any other player would have been playing like that on why you can't bench Zach Levine? Why can't he get a punishment just like you will bench anybody else, Bill? Yes, Zach Levine is a high-scoring player, but he's not doing shit. If you're not doing shit, I can't you 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 fucking us up in the game. You throwing us down in the game. You did absolutely nothing until the fourth quarter. You scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. Hey, we need to get we hey, we gotta see some identity. This at this chemistry that we seen, y'all not getting along. Y'all not working together, bro. It's it's some y'all not communicating on the court. Everybody just fucked up in the head right now. Hey, Billy, AK Mark, I don't know what y'all got going on. But if y'all finna trade back Levine, I don't give a fuck. Y'all can retool this whole thing. Don't rebuild but re Clearly, this was left after the uh, before the second Orlando Magic game. But listen, I ain't got nothing left to add. This Chicago Bulls team is struggling right now. I'm glad that Zach Levine had a better game uh, and a better second half in the second game against the Orlando Magic. But where it comes to it right now, we're heading towards a place that we all see. And it's going to be a long time. Zach ain't getting traded before December 15th. And we'll see what that ends up bringing for the Chicago Bulls and where that roster sits. And we'll try to evaluate that then. But guess what? Until then, expect to see a lot more of what we saw yesterday. I know that Stacey King said that the Bulls are close and things like that. And I understand that. And I understand where Stacey King was coming from with that. But to me, yeah, we're getting close to figuring it out. But again, Zach Levine's gone either way. He's getting traded. He has requested a trade. So even if we do start figuring it out with this roster, it's only going to be temporary because Zach is on his way out. So let's see, man. Let's really see what's going to happen to this. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I love you guys, man. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.